We've all heard the claims, the theories, and the speculation about the ways leadership styles vary between women and men. There are, of course, many factors that contribute to the absence of a greater abundance of women in the senior-level positions. For centuries, there have been broad cultural biases against women, and stereotypes die slowly. Sanger Folkman's current data presents even more compelling evidence that this bias is incorrect and unwarranted. Today, we are going to discuss the effectiveness of female leaders and how they compare to men. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm your host, Brianna Corin, and with me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. So we're finally going to talk about this. Yes, we are. I admit I've been waiting to do this episode. This is... It's such an important piece of research that I'm not sure how to cover it all and give it the focus it needs in, you know, this short time that we do it, but we're going to do our best today. Now, I remember in 2011, when you came over to my adorable little cubicle and said, guess what I figured out today? And I looked up at you and you said, women are better leaders than men. (laughs) And I laughed, of course, and said, well... I can't believe it took you this long to figure it out, but sadly, you can't prove it. And you had this smile on your face and you said, oh, but I can. (laughs) Is that what I said? (laughs) Yes, you might not remember, but I remember. Well, Jack Zanger and I uh, wrote an article sharing this research uh, on the Harvard Business Review. And boy, everyone went crazy. (laughs) Yes, I remember when it launched and this one, like a lot of people used to comment, they've redone their site since then, but there were hundreds of comments um, from disbelievers or, you know, a lot of men being like, I don't know, I'm not sure about this research. And maybe a few from women who were like, I told you so. Um, So we're going to take you all on a journey today. And explain how Joe discovered in what ways women are better leaders than men. And keep in mind when we say that, uh, it doesn't mean that all women are better leaders than all men. Yes. But we, we look at the average performance of men and women. And on average, when we looked at their scores, we did find a difference. The disturbing fact is that the percentage of women in senior leadership roles in business has remained relatively steady since we conducted the original research. Only 7.4 of the Fortune 500 CEOs are women. Only 6% of the S&P 500 CEOs are women as of 2020. Now, we are, however, seeing some shift in our own data. Looking at leaders we assessed in 2020, For leaders in top management positions, now that's not necessarily CEOs, but it's that whole top management cluster, we found in 2020, 70% of the leaders were male, 30% female. We compared that to our past data, and it was 74% male, 26% female. That's a 4% shift. Now, that's not much, but it's something. Yeah, that's cool. Now, people have long believed that many women elect not to aspire to the highest ranks of the organizations and take themselves out of the running. 
But recent research is disputing that. There's research that has shown that there is an unconscious bias um, that places a significant role in hiring and promotional decisions. And this contributes to the lower number of women in these key positions. Our current research presents even more compelling evidence that this bias is incorrect and unwarranted. This data comes from 360 evaluations. So what they are tracking is the judgment of the leaders, peers, bosses, direct reports, and others. We asked these individuals to rate each leader's overall effectiveness and also judge how strong he or she is on 19 competencies that in our 30 years of research shows are the most important to overall leadership effectiveness. So these 19 competencies, what, what are some examples of some of the competencies? Well, for instance, taking initiative, drive for results, developing others, communicating powerfully, inspiring and motivating others, and what we call practicing self-development was another competency. Okay. When we looked at the comparisons between men and women, we found that women are perceived by their manager, particularly their male managers, to be slightly more effective than men on every hierarchical level in virtually every functional area of the organization. Now, they're also significantly better by peers, direct reports, and others. Now, this includes some different positions and functions such as male bastions of IT operations and legal, where women <laughs> were rated better than men in even those functions. I, that surprised me when I first, you know, heard that because we hear so much of those being male dominated areas, but the women who are in there are so good. Um, now, people who are out there thinking, okay, this sample that we're talking about, it's really small um, and that we didn't have a lot of women in these groups that we looked at. So how many male and female leaders were involved in this study as we've updated it throughout the years? On this study, we looked at data from over 40,000 men and over 22,000 women. That's a total of 62,000 leaders. That's a, that's that's a, a lot. lot of, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of data. So it isn't just a few people. Mm -hmm. And according to your analysis on thousands of 360 degree reviews, women outscored men on 17 of the 19 capabilities that differentiate excellent leaders from average or poor ones. However, I need to point out, Bree, that men were not complete failures. They were <laughs> rated as being more effective on two capabilities. One, uh, that, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> One was developing strategic perspective, which I think is a re really critical competency. The other one was technical mm -hmm. or professional expertise. As we have updated this research over the years, these remained the same and men continued to be more competent on those two competencies. Yeah. Now, since we've brought up bias, I, I want to chat about these 17 competencies that women scored better on. If you want to see the full list and the percentile scores of males and females, I will, of course, share that on our podcast page or on our um on our website, or um, you'll be able to access it from the episode notes here. Now, automatically, people assume that women will excel at, you know, the, the, the nurturing competencies, such as 
develops others, inspiring and motivating, relationship building, or collaboration and teamwork. And while it is true that women did score higher on those competencies, they weren't at the top of the list. Those competencies that had the largest differences were taking initiative, displaying integrity and honesty, and driving for results. And those are not nurturing competencies. These competencies, I mean, they they highlight that women were seen as more effective in getting things done. And I think that's so true. They were they were role models and they they were all about delivering results. Yeah, I found it interesting that the number one behavior that separated men and women was taking initiative. I remember a few years ago, my wife came to me and said, uh, the roof in the garage leaks. <laughs> and I get and I, I looked at her and I said, Well, maybe it'll kind of fix itself. <laughs> at which point she got on the phone and called a roofer. Uh, each listener will probably have some theories or some examples of why this is so. But my explanation gravitates towards the double duty which many women live with and the necessities that brings them in terms of getting things done in order to survive. That is true and a perfect example of, of women, you know, having to split split their focus a lot and and get the house things done, kids things done. And yeah, we've, we've seen how hard that double duty has been, and especially during the pandemic. And yet women still continue to perform well, even in these difficult circumstances. Um, now I'm looking at this list, which has the total scores for men and women in every management level and age group. So the question you might be wondering is, does any of the scoring dramatically change when you break down these groups by age or position? Well, it's a good question. Uh, What we find is the effectiveness of women as leaders appears to change over time. As women begin their careers, there's little perceived difference between men and women. Then men are perceived to be slightly more effective than women. As women mature, they are perceived in an increasingly more positive way, and they end up being a little more effective than their male counterparts. The gap between men and women continues to diverge until they reach their 60s when the gap begins to narrow. At its peak, the largest difference between male and female leaders is nine percentile points, which for a large sample like this is huge. We find that as women move up the ladder in the organization, the higher they move, the more positively they are perceived to the degree that senior executives and boards of directors are putting men into senior leadership positions and fear that women will not perform as well at a higher level, we hope this information adds to the assurance that women on average are more effective than men. I mean, if you're betting, the odds are better that women leaders will do better than men on most competencies. Female leaders are just getting better with age. <laughs> I love that so much. It's fantastic. Um, do you think we see those big performance gaps and, and, and that they're so prevalent at the top because the women who actually reach those top levels, in order to get there, they have to be such great leaders versus the pool of men that we're comparing their scores to have kind of a variety of performers that are both high and low in those positions? 
Well, that's a possibility, but also the larger number of men, uh, you get a statistical phenomena called regression towards the mean. But at the end of the day, we're just hoping that a but people conclude that women can be exceptional leaders and they can be as good or even better than men. So um, what do women do that creates, I mean, what do you think it is that creates this big difference in leadership effectiveness? Well, one of the cues for us uh, that came from talking with women and when we did our research, when we asked them to explain why women are perceived as more effective, I, I frequently heard, well, in order to get the same recognition and rewards, I need to do twice as much and constantly demonstrate my competence. That's what women said. <laughs> hmm. so we looked at our data on males and females. We looked at the results from a competency called practices self-development. That's the extent to which you ask for feedback and you really take the feedback and do something with it. We know that most people begin their career and they ask for a lot of feedback. They are curious, how am I doing? Am I doing okay? And so yeah. at the beginning of the career, we find that both men and women are rated very high on asking for feedback. But as you look at the data, there's a significant drop at the beginning of the career at a young age people are both men and women are at the 75th percentile on that almost and then at about age 40 it drops to about the 55th percentile now that's where the lines diverge <laughs> and what happens is women continue to ask for feedback at an above average rate about the 55th percentile and men continue to code down. In other words, they quit asking for feedback. They assume they're just doing fine. They don't need any more feedback. That's a huge difference because that one competency really helps people to continue to improve and change and get better throughout their career. And we all need feedback. In today's large organizations, as women are climbing up the corporate ladder, they vanish. And during the pandemic, four times as many women as men dropped out of the labor force. And that's a big loss. It's a loss of talent. And it's continuing to happen as this crisis is just continuing on. And we hope this data can once again shine a light on all that female leaders can offer to any organization at every level. And we should fight for them to stay and be their advocates and find ways to make it so they can. You know, this data continues to reinforce that women can make highly competent leaders. According to those who work most closely with them, what's holding them back is not the lack of capability, but it's the dearth of opportunity. When given those opportunities, women are just as likely to succeed in higher level positions as men. Exactly. And look, no one can go back and change our past. The history that surrounds women's roles in corporations and government continues to have a strong impact. And it's exciting that there has been great progress over the past years. It's evolving, but slowly. The solutions, therefore, rest largely within organizations, with our ability to help women in their personal resolution of the competition between roles 
and responsibilities and how they can best juggle those. And for every woman out there to confidently recognize that she can go after those top positions because she is just as good. In fact, she might be just a little bit better. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast was written and recorded by Brianna Corrin and Joe Folkman and produced by Zenger Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zenger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack Zenger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at zengerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a review. We love to read those reviews, and they help us to spread our podcast to other listeners. All resources and links to the women in leadership research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.